You're listening to Vox Talk, the voiceover industry's number one podcast, brought to you by Voices.com. It's about voice acting, growing your business, and sharing your knowledge. Vox Talk is a show that you can be a part of. Getting involved is both fun and rewarding. It's time for this week's episode of Vox Talk. Hi, I'm Stephanie Cicerelli. And I'm Carmi Levy. We told you about VO Atlanta last week, and there's even more to share with you this week, too. The fun starts on March 12th, and we'll tell you all about Spanish Day. We'll hear from Simón Fajil on the conference's Spanish VO Day, and share some exciting news about a new Spanish-language version of voiceover experts. In tech, we'll talk about those words that no one can pronounce, and the online resources you should be using when you want to pronounce every word perfectly. We'll also zoom in on Apple's recent announcement that it's increasing the maximum file size of iPhone and iPad apps from 2 gigabytes to 4. Sounds geeky, but it has serious implications for the voice community. In VoxBox, we'll show you how to maximize your creativity and productivity with some tips you can apply immediately. We'll also announce the winner of the Ultimate VoiceOver Guide Contest. Now, here's Carmi with The Biz. The Biz, helping you grow your voiceover business. Thanks, Stephanie. The clock is ticking, and we're getting ever closer to March 12th. That's day one of VO Atlanta, the largest voiceover conference on the East Coast. We talked about it last week, but there's so much more to share. Simón Fogil is director and organizer of Spanish VO Day at VO Atlanta. It'll be held on day three of the conference. That's March 14th. And Simón is here to tell us more about it. Simón? Gracias, Stephanie and Carmi. I feel so, so happy that our first Spanish voiceover day will soon be a reality next March 14. This is an event I've been having in my mind after attending several conferences in the U.S. these past years. We Spanish voiceover professionals need to understand that our work is achieving a different approach in the media, and therefore, there are more opportunities waiting for us. Our dreams, our failures, and our challenges share many similarities with the English-speaking community, but On the other hand, we have our own particularities that I thought they needed to be discussed in our own language and with representatives of our industry whose mother tongue is also Spanish. We'll be having speakers from Spain, for instance. Emma Rodero is not only a voiceover talent herself, but the author of at least three well-respected books about voiceover. She's a voiceover coach and currently she's living in L.A. while she's leading an investigation about the phenomenology of the human voice. We'll also be having René Figueroa, one of the most respected voiceover actors in Colombia, who has built a very solid and very well-respected international career in times where P2P sites didn't exist. In fact, he'll be talking about the secrets of building a profitable international career. We'll be having Javier Huix, representing Sunspot's Productions, who's been working as a sound engineer in that company for about 15 years and will be sharing all the technical aspects that make an audition successful, as well as the newest remote recording trends. And we'll be having Memo Sauceda, a top Spanish voiceover talent who is very well known in Miami and all over the country, not only for his amazing voiceover skills, but his incredible career as an actor and as an authority in voiceover marketing. Again, this will be all happening throughout March 14 at the VoiceOver Atlanta conference, and you may look for more details at voatlanta.me-sp. I'll see you there, and thanks so much for being part of this incredible event. Ciao. Hasta pronto. Thanks, Simone. Next up, we'll hear all about voiceover experts on Espanol. Maybe we're a little biased, but it's no secret that we love voiceover experts. And since you can never have enough of a good thing... 
we've got some great news to share. That's right, Carmi. We've just launched voiceover experts in Spanish, Expertos del Vio. And as we continue to expand our reach into Spanish-speaking countries and regions, we can't think of a better way to connect with new listeners and share industry knowledge with everyone out there. So tell me, Stephanie, why so much interest in Spanish language and regions, and why are we pushing in this direction in the first place? Well, Carmi, it's actually been quite a long process. Uh, Simone Fahil, who we mentioned earlier, has been involved either sending in articles or kind of giving little tips here and there. Uh, Silvana Lombardini, another great advocate for trying to get more resources out to those people who are Spanish speaking. There aren't really many of the resources out there, to be honest. So uh, a long time coming. And now we have people like Natan Fisher and Martin Echeverri who have been so generous in offering to record a podcast. And what we're calling it is Expertos del Vio. So I hope that everyone here who knows someone who might want to tune in will tell them about it. Uh, it certainly is, is getting a lot of great feedback here in-house. Um, if you're on SoundCloud, that's where you can find the podcast for now. So uh, SoundCloud.com, it's on the Voices.com stream. That's where you will find it. That's really great to know, Stephanie. You know, looking at it from a business perspective, it really is amazing just how Spanish as a global language has really come into its own. We're seeing emerging economies in Central and South America, as well as Europe, all Spanish speaking. Um, and of course, if you want to crack those markets, you've got to have your language resources and competencies in order. What better way than to have, uh, you know, great podcasts like this, great content, so that you can essentially gateway yourself into these Spanish speaking communities. This is just great business. And for those Spanish talent who are listening, they're actually going to be picking up skills and maybe uh, ideas that they had no idea existed, ways that they could improve their abilities to be a voice talent, uh, maybe learning a little bit more about the North American market. I know that Natan is quite a popular voice on the website, and he books frequently, so he's had experience with any number of, of different clients around the world. Uh, I think it's just a really wonderful way for the Spanish voiceover community, specifically the Latin American Spanish voiceover community, to be giving back to each other. And this hasn't really happened on a scale like this before. So it's very exciting. And this podcast is already reaching people in Mexico at a school there where they're learning how to do voiceovers. So it is going beyond just, you know, oh, it's on SoundCloud and here it is. Uh, it's actually reaching into schools and being used as a resource. It's amazing. It's building community. It's building futures, building potential. I really can't wait to see where this goes, and I'm so glad that we're involved in it. Thanks, Carmi. That's it for this week's Look at the Biz. Coming up in Tech Talk, technology is offering all sorts of new ways to help you pronounce every last word perfectly. We'll point you in the right online direction. We'll look at an announcement from Apple that could have major implications for how you use your iPhone and iPad for voice work and when you'll have to buy a new device. And later in VoxBox, we've randomly selected a winner of our big Ultimate VoiceOver Guide contest. Was it you? Stay tuned. Tech Talk, walking you through the technological landscape. This week in Tech Talk, this one may have flown a bit below the tech radar, but it's an important change for the voice community. Apple is doubling the maximum size of apps in the iTunes App Store from 2 gigabytes to 4 gigabytes. That'll mean richer, more immersive apps for iPhones and iPads, which is great news. 
but bigger apps also means less available storage space on your device. That is really interesting. And for those of us who don't really understand the gravity of this, uh, Carmi has actually produced a video. It's one of our Vox Minutes, which I think you should go and check out when you get a chance. Um, you know, it's, it's great. At any rate, Carmi, maybe you can just share a little bit more about how this will impact the voice talent and, and why they may need to get a bigger device. Well, compared to other communities, Stephanie, the voice community really does lean very heavily on its mobile devices. So many of us are using using iPhones and iPads to record auditions and edit our content and produce things for, for sharing and for selling. Um, and, and in many cases, this is our studio. You know, a lot of people, uh, these the apps and the hardware have become so capable that we're on the go. We This is our studio when we're away from home. Uh, in fact, many people don't even bother with a home studio anymore because of this, because they're so mobile. The flip side is, is that as the apps get bigger and more sophisticated, of course, they get more features. The sound recording quality improves. The, the flexibility when you're editing and producing goes up to the point that there's almost no difference between uh, editing on a mobile device and editing in a home studio. But as these apps get bigger, you can store fewer of them on your device. And so if you've got an iPhone, for example, that has 16 gigabytes of onboard memory, um, that 16 gigabytes now is going to be used up faster, which means that you're probably going to have to replace the device sooner or you're going to spend more time juggling apps and data to make sure that everything fits. So uh, there is no free lunch in technology, and Apple is proving that right now. So what you'll want to do is look for devices with greater capacity for storage then? Generally speaking, yes. And obviously, if you're using an Apple device, you have to keep in mind that uh, they don't they are not expandable long term. So it's not like you can buy a memory card after the fact and pop it in. Um, so you really do need to buy as much memory as you can when you first buy the device. So if you really want to buy uh, an iPad or an iPhone for the long, long haul, at this point in time, you, you want to get a 128 gigabyte unit. That means that you're not going to be juggling memory for a very long time to come. If you've got an older device, uh, that horizon for holding onto it just got a little bit shorter. Those are great insights, Carmi, and I know that most of us wouldn't have even thought of them, frankly. But I do know something that a lot of us think about, and that is how to pronounce difficult words. Yes. So if we could talk a little bit about that. Um, this uh, actually an article that was posted just a week or two ago has received quite a bit of attention uh, from people, I think, trying to learn how to say hard-to-say names. Um, you know, celebrity names, for instance. So maybe you're going to be announcing at a show, or or you're a broadcaster in a newsroom, or or maybe you, you're just reading through an audio book and, and maybe one of the characters from long, long ago has a name that maybe you don't know how to say, or perhaps there's a, a name of a river or a city that's just a little bit, you know, off the beaten path. It's one thing to look up a spelling of a word in a dictionary, but pronunciation is a whole other thing. And I know I've wrestled with this. I've worked in radio, I've worked in voice and in television, and uh, all the time we're constantly struggling with where do you go to get uh, proper pronunciation guidance? Oftentimes you can you know, yell across the, the room and someone will know, but what if that person doesn't know? Or what if that person really isn't the authority? Where do you go that sort of, you know, what is the, the pronunciation equivalent of an online dictionary? One of the websites that a lot of voice talent use is called howjsay.com, or you could say how'd you say, uh, but it's how, H-O-W, the letter J, and then S-A-Y.com. Uh, you go in there, you pop in a word, and then there 
will be an audio recording of someone actually saying it back to you. Uh, that's one way. But we also know that if it's a celebrity's name or maybe a place, then what you're going to want to do is, is look for another resource, perhaps an interview that they've been in where someone is actually introducing them or they're even saying their own name or, or wherever it is that you might actually find footage of the source itself kind of giving the correct pronunciation. I often use YouTube for this because, you know, most interviews in some way eventually find their way onto YouTube, even if they've been broadcast. So what I'll do is I'll Google search the celebrity's name in YouTube. Um, and then what that'll do is it'll take me right to uh, some selections that where the name was probably mentioned. You listen to a few of them and then you get a sense of what the proper pronunciation is or is not. True. And another way you can do it is maybe to Google, how do you say X person's name? So if you're Googling that, then maybe you'll find a phonetic spelling of it because there are people out there who make it their mission to just write phonetic spellings for everything, Very much so, so. which is helpful for those <laughs> of us who look for them. Um, so you may find that. Uh, one of the actors who I actually include in this article, he's called Yoan Griffith, and I want to make sure I'm saying it right, because obviously he, he says his name multiple times in the video. He's actually training people how to say it. Um, Yoan is an actor who is a Welsh background, and essentially he comes from a place where a lot of words are just chock full of consonants. And so um, one of the most difficult names to pronounce certainly would be his. So at any rate, he made a video where he was kind of, I think this is in conjunction with Yahoo, and just kind of a silly little thing saying, oh, well, you know, this is how to say my name. And so he goes on and he talks about it. And he, he like, you know, Yoan Griffith, you know, he just puts it that way. Then he goes through a whole list of other celebrity names that are equally hard to pronounce, be they from, you know, different uh, parts of the world. Uh, so, you know, you can find these resources. It isn't terribly difficult. Um, something else that I found useful when we actually had to pronounce Princess Kaguya, as many of you may have remembered in a past podcast, you know, that, that isn't exactly a name that I hear every day. And so I consulted with someone here on staff who actually is familiar with Asian languages. And what he said is, okay, well, this is in Japanese. Then you're going to want to put the emphasis on the first syllable, Kaguya. Kaguya, you know, like, oh, and so I, I kind of found my own way to, to make sure that I was saying it right. And you have to kind of practice it, but you have to practice the right pronunciation. Thanks, Stephanie. That's it for this week's Tech Talk. Coming up next, Voxbox, and we'll announce who won our ultimate voiceover guide contest. Voxbox, sharing your audio feedback. Stephanie, as some of our listeners might know, you've been getting published in some interesting places lately, haven't you? Yes, well, Backstage is one of the outlets, so maybe some of you have read the articles on Backstage.com. Uh, I'm an expert there, and it's, it's really wonderful to be able to contribute to that community. Somewhere else that I've been writing for recently, more recently actually, is the Huffington Post. So there's a blog that I contribute to on there. I've got two pieces, but the one that I want to talk a little bit more about today than the other happens to deal with creativity and productivity. One problem I often find with creativity is just sort of where do you, you know, how do you find the time to generate ideas and how do you create the conditions within which that creativity can occur? Well, something that not a lot of people think about is that you have to actively be looking for and kind of observing all the time. Uh, so I, for instance, will carry around a notepad or, you know, wherever I am, there is always a cue card. Like I always have an index card with me and a pen so that if I do see something and I make a connection between, oh, well, this relates to that. And oh my goodness, now I see a connection. I'll write it down. And that spurs on my creativity. Um, as Steve Jobs had said before, that creativity really is just connecting things. 
Mm -hmm. Exactly. Uh, Often when I'm walking the dog, I'll pull my smartphone out when I get an idea and I'll just jot it down really, really quickly so that when I get back to the house, I can flesh it out a little bit and actually turn it into something more concrete. Exactly. You don't want to lose those ideas because just like how you don't want to waste the food that's on your table or you don't want to waste water or whatever it is that you're conserving, ideas they can evaporate, really. So if you don't take the time to write them down, you will lose that eureka moment, whatever you've just had. It will be gone. And you're like, oh, goodness gracious, why did I not write that down? It was brilliant. And, and maybe at the time when you are writing down, perhaps it's 3 a.m. and you just it, it occurs to you, you wake up and you write it down. Maybe it won't be so brilliant when you look at it the next day. But the fact is that you've captured it just in case it is. I completely don't trust myself, so I write it down. I can always come back to it later. And of course, by doing this, you are more productive. That was the whole point of, of the article, is that by harnessing your creativity, you can become more productive. Like why waste all of these ideas that you have, connections and stories that you can tell? Um, You know, especially if it's an idea that connects you to something else that can actually be beneficial or help someone or maybe uh, create an inroad for your business somewhere else. Very cool. I can't wait to read more. Well, if you're interested to read more, just go to HuffingtonPost.com. Just look for my name. Uh, Something else you can do to find it is to go on our Twitter feed. So the Voices.com Twitter feed has tweeted out the article, uh, you know, creativity, productivity. Those are keywords you can look for. And one of the more recent ones actually is on how to put an end to procrastination. So if that is an issue for you, then uh, perhaps you'd like to read the most recent article. Thanks, Stephanie. I'm really glad you mentioned Twitter because in our last Vox Talk episode, we asked you to tweet us to enter our contest for the ultimate voiceover guide. That's the exciting new online training resource from our friend, David Tyler. Well, we're thrilled to announce the winner. Rich Miller, congratulations. Rich is a professional voice talent from Tucson, Arizona, and you can find him on Twitter at richmillervo and online at richvoice.net. Congratulations, Rich, and thank you all for participating. Well, that's all for this week's show. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Stephanie Cicerelli. And I'm Carmi Levy. We'd love to hear from you on Twitter. Just use the hashtag VoxTalk. We'll be back next week. See you then.